0: I'm just I am Watch up to the Unusual Thoughts Podcast
1: Yeah <clears throat> mm. Nothing like a good sip of water Nothing, 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 nothing like it
0: Yo, yo, yo yo. Towns. Look how I'm breathing, nigga, yeah I hear them talk about who's next Like I done retired or something, I got a few left Shout out the real ones, it's only a few left The rest been dying to get attention and lose self Catch me in traffic, hoes beside me like you, hell My niggas move in unison, they sweated, with two-step Right on bell. it's long, and order. my dogs in Georgia Times they wouldn't give us play, now they calling us over I would've gay and trap rap, but it's boring to me I got stories to me, just one more the me Man, this nigga, shit out, nigga so I hard. Oh, I This nigga shit hard. i I'm still
1: five, I even read between the lines of my daily scriptures I had
0: the pleasure of being blessed by two cities Don't fly me out to talk deals unless the crew with me I'm man enough to squash beef and still shoot plenty More tales from two cities, the truth in me It's like my mind a digital scale, I'm weighing my options Should I catch a play on bail or take it to college? I told street, cause don't nobody eat With closed teeth, open your mouth, nigga get off that couch quicker
1: and i went through the same phase i tell you all about how my kids made me change ways i took my leg came home and the game changed it ain't the same i can't get y'all it li- i can't get y'all love because i need you to go 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 do yourself a favor and go listen to it for yourself this killer pablo mortel off his album man that he dropped earlier this year man it's this the song, is called Mortails, Just the title, the title track to the album, man, I promise you, he's hard, man, bread on Bell, man, that, 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 that whole album is hard, so go do yourself a favor, man, go listen to it for yourself, go listen to the whole project, not just the song, but okay, anywho, welcome back, man, welcome back to episode 30, 30, I think it's 30, 31 of the, of the, of the Unusual Thoughts podcast, I am your unusual host, Desmond, and I'm back for another week, man, it's been a... Yeah, I'm back, man. I feel good. Um, Working a lot. I feel really, really good, though, and I hope you guys have had a good week. And if it ain't been going good, man, let's try to change that thing around, man, and turn this thing, turn your your, your so-so week or your bad week into a better week. But y'all already know how we start off every week, man. I got to get into the Unusual Thought of the Week, man, and I'll be right back at you. Yeah. The Unusual Thought of the Week. Okay, so... This is, uh, this is something that I live my life by every every day, man, And uh, you know, and I feel like with everything that's going on, I feel like, man, I need to say it again. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but it's it been on my mind so much lately that I got to say it again. So, the unusual thought of the week is to find something you're really willing to die for and then live for it. Let me say that to you one more time so you can, so I, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm going to try to break it down to you a little bit further, but find something you're really willing to die for and then live for. it. Okay, so I heard this, um, this line came from a poet, man, on, um, like, I know y'all don't know this about me, man, but I like poetry sometimes. I like to listen to it. So sometimes I get on YouTube man, and I spend an hour just listening to, uh, to poems on, on, uh, on YouTube and, couple years back, a few years back, I was I was in that moment, I was listening to, and I, and I got on Deaf Poetry Jam, and uh, a, a probably my favorite poet, Black Ice, came on. I've always heard him listen to him, and he said a line in one of his poems. He said, man, find something you're really willing to die for and then live for it. And when he said it, it literally hit me like a ton of bricks when he said it, because it was like, whoa. Like you're gonna find something that you're willing to die for. So, so for me in that instance, when I heard the first person I thought of, the first thing I thought of was my son. It was like I'm really, I'm willing, I'm really willing to die for him. Like lay lay down, do time, whatever I need to do for him, and then live for it. So make every all your decisions and and your actions and your and your words and your and everything that you that you do live for that thing. And it could be anything, man. It could be it could be your job. It could be your family. It could be your children. It could be your husband, your wife, whatever it is, man. Like, but I think we need to find. I think if you find something that, that you're willing to die for, it give you a sense of purpose. It give you a sense of direction. It gives you a sense of, of 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 balance in your life because you have something that you're living for every single day, and you don't make you don't make irrational decisions. You don't make you don't make decisions that, that may come back and harm you in the long run because you're thinking about something more than yourself, something bigger than yourself, and then the immediate moment. So, and I can remember in that moment, like I said, when he heard it, I can remember rewinding that part of the poem back probably 20 times. Like, I just kept rewinding because it was like, wow. Like, this that's really deep if you really think about it because a lot of times, like... I hear so many kids, man. I talk to younger guys. I talk to younger people sometimes. I, talk, I like I, talk, I I'm I'm a I'm a conversationalist, so I like to talk to a lot of older people, but I also like to talk to younger people, just to get their mindset about some things. You know what I mean? Like I like to to know what people are thinking, how they're feeling, and all those things. And I talk to young people, and a lot of them they they tell you in a heartbeat, man. We just don't have nothing to live for. Like it's not it's not about us about us being rude or or, or, or wanting. To just just go against uh, go against everything, but it's like, but what, but what do we have to live for? And I'm like, man, y'all have a lot to live for, man. With the way the world is now, man, I think younger people, I think everybody, I'm not even gonna say younger people, I think everybody has a ton, a ton to live for because there's so many avenues for you to really do whatever you want to do, whatever your desire is. There's an avenue for you to get that done there's an avenue now you have to take the time and the passion and, the, and the, the, the the sacrifices you have to make the sacrifices and take the time to actually pursue those things because it's not just going to fall in your lap nothing falls in your lap because okay i want i want this prayer of joys i want this i want to go buy this land i've been talking to y'all about me buying land for the longest and that's why i've been working so much because i am saving up to buy some land by the end of the year but if i don't put the work in to buy this land ain't no land just gonna fall in my lap Point blank. Period. I don't care how much I want it. I desire. I can, I desire a hundred acres of land. But unless I put the work in to go get it, I'll never. I never even sniff two acres of land if I don't put the work in to go get it. So when I hear these young people talk, it, it's kind of heartbreaking because they they give you a sense of that they don't have nothing to live for. Like they don't have nothing bigger than themselves to live for. They're only. They're only motivation or the only purpose is to try to make themselves look good like a lot of them don't even say man i want to make my mama proud a lot of them just say man i'm just trying to give me a nice nice car and shoot give me a nice place to stay and i'm good but there's no type of there's nothing underlying below the core of who they are to give them a sense of purpose And I think when I told my friend, I told my young, I told a young Sigma about this. Me and him talked last week, and I was just talking to him about a lot of stuff. And I can remember I gave him this quote, and I said, bro, I gave him this quote. This is that one. Find something you really wanted to die for and then live for. And I said, bro, pray about it. I said, I "I can't. I I said, I'm not expecting you to give me all the answers right now. I said, because you might not have them. I said, I don't have them all. I'm, I'm way older than you, but I don't have them all. I said, so what I want you to do, I said, I want you to pray about it. I want you to read about i want not read about it but i want you to pray about it, i want you to write about it a little bit like give me some give me something more than just man, i'm trying to be fresh i'm trying to travel blah, blah, blah. yeah we all there it's all cool but it's like give me something more than that give me a what what's at the core of you and what's at the core of me man is love in the first is god is at the core of me god is the center of everything that i do this number one is god and then right outside of that is, is my son. My son's the next most important thing to me. And I'm not a perfect father, but my son is, is so important to me. And, I, and I'm making sacrifices. Like for the first time in my life, I, I, I actually have a plan of what I want to do with my life. I actually have a legitimate plan that I'm putting into place. And I'm doing it every single day. And like these sacrifices that I may be making right now is... It's hard because I, I want to see my son every day, all day. Anybody that knows me knows that I have no other desire to do nothing but spend as much time with my son as I can. Nothing makes me more happy. Nothing gives me more peace. Nothing brings me calm, except more calm than being with him. I don't care how bad today go, goes, how job whatever the case may be when you when I speak to him and when I see him everything else goes out the window and I'm completely solely focused on him so he gives me a reason to live like it's been I've had some dark 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 times in my life I promise y'all and like like I said I, and we, we deep into this podcast we 30 episodes in but we're gonna get deeper man y'all gonna learn about a lot of those dark times but I've had some dark moments in my life and the only thing that really kept me that kept me uh that kept me afloat was I can't have my son growing up without his father. Point blank period. I don't care what you're going through. So as bad as it may seem for me, and personally in my personal life, he don't deserve for me not to be here for him. So when I say you find something that you're willing to die for, and I'm willing to like I said, I'm willing to die for him. But if I you if I do something to myself or I if I make a bad decision that puts me away for a while, that's not living for him. That's that's a that's a that's a um, that's a selfish that's a selfish thing that I think that I end up doing, and I don't want to be a selfish person, especially not to my son. So, you know, these things that I be talking about to my younger brothers and my younger and my younger friends and things like that. It's just, I, and i wanted him to pray about. it. I want him to do all these things, and I can remember he called me back like four, like maybe three or four days later. He was like, "Bro, I think I got it." Like I can hear the upbeatness. His voice and his tone and his mannerism. When we saw each other, he was just like, "Bro, I think I got it." He was like, "Bro, that quote you gave me, bro, I think I got it." And he started to break it down to him. I'm not gonna say it on here. Maybe he'll come on a podcast and we'll talk about it together one day. But he was just like, "I think I got it." And since then, it's been his energy has been different since since that conversation. But like I told him, I said, "Okay, you might you might have you might have it now." I said, "But you gotta understand, bro, it, it's an everyday thing." You might have you you got in mind what you want to do, how you want to do it, but it's an everyday process. It takes every single day you have to work at this thing. So I challenge all you guys, man. If y'all don't do nothing else this week, man, if you don't have, if you feel like you're 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 by yourself, um, you're, you're down on yourself, man, just find something, anything. <laughs> I don't care how big or small it may be. Find anything that you're willing to die for, and every day on this earth live for unusual yes sir yes sir yes sir so what i want to start with after the unusual thought of the week which i hope you guys enjoyed the first thing i want to do is send out a shout out to puma and uh the marathon clothing line man they uh recently dropped a uh a, a clothing collection inspired by nipsey hustle um and yeah, it's 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 really dope. Uh, it was, it's it was honoring his Nipsey Hussle uh, legacy. They will um, all the proceeds of everything that they sold um, will go directly to his foundation, Neighborhood Nips Foundation. And they sold everything from socks to shirts to uh, to pants to, uh, to to jogging suits to shoes. They got everything. And, I went on the website, because I was going to try to get a shirt, and everything is completely sold out, <laughs> so, uh, Nipsey Austin's fans came out, and they, and they, and they, uh, came out in true colors, man, and, like, bought everything out on Puma, so everything's completely sold out, but again, I want to just send a shout out to Puma, and to the Marathon Clothing Company, man, because uh, it was, it's a dope look, man, I like all the, I like the shoes, um, uh, I like the white pair more than I like the black ones, but, um, uh, you know, they, they came out in numbers, man, and they I'm happy that they did that for Nipsey. And uh, he was very involved in everything that went along with it. But, again, just wanted to send a shout-out to them about uh, for that. Uh, moving on from there, man, um, it's been a couple weeks, but a couple weeks back, man, Jay-Z um, got into a partnership deal with the uh, NFL um, and his four – it's for the social justice efforts. Now, let me be clear about this. Now, I don't have a problem with Jay-Z doing this. I wasn't one of those people that said, like, if you're not kneeling, then you aren't with the call. So I wasn't ever one of those people that said that. Um, so I don't have an issue with, uh, with Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL. I will say this now. I don't understand how the NFL can 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 um, can affect change, I guess I can say. I don't know who some of the things they're going to do. Um, but it's interesting to see. I am interested to see where this goes. A lot of people, Jay-Z has gotten a lot of backlash for the last few weeks because he uh, decided to uh, team up with the NFL um, in this light. Um, everybody was just going at him. Uh, people, the, the <laughs> Eric Reid who plays for the Panthers went at him. Another guy I think from the Miami Dolphins. Another player from the Dolphins went at him. Um, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend went at him because Jay Z main thing um, is just like okay we uh, he Jay Z he said in a little small clip and I hate to you you can't never take small clips of things and and make a big picture um, but what he said was that uh, Colin Kaepernick's job is done which I honestly do think it was done I think I think Colin Kaepernick's job what well, he if the reason that he started this thing was the reason that we, that we think it is um, that was brought to the light. He wanted to bring attention to, uh, to unarmed men of color being harmed by policemen. Um, and I think he brought a lot of attention to that. So Jay Z whole thing was there. Okay. Now that we've nailed, then what's next? And I think the problem that I have with a lot of people is that we don't and I would say with, with black people, my people, is that we don't have a we don't have a, a goal. We don't everybody wants different things. There's never one specific goal that we um, that we have. It's always uh, everybody I think a lot of people have their own agendas, but there's not a we don't have a set list of things that we want. so there's never a end in sight. And I think that's why a lot of people that's why there's so much backlash on Jay Z because on one hand, a lot of people are like, well, we need people at the table to talk, to to see what we can do, what he can do on the inside to try to make things better. But then other people are like, no, we just need to fight him and do everything ourselves. So there's never an end in sight on either side of it. And it's and it's sad because we sit it's sad because we spend so much time fighting ourselves that uh the issue that we have, it gets overlooked because we spend so much time trying to trying to down, down the actions of the other person when in reality, the person that may be doing it different than you, they may not be doing the exact thing that you're doing and the way that you're doing it, but they're trying to get to the same end goal, whatever that end goal is. I just said if we don't have an end goal, there's never an end goal in sight. Um, but whatever that end goal may be, I promise you, if you have a conversation with that person, they're probably trying to get to the same to the same end goal. So I wish that we would, um, in this case, like, with this case with Jay-Z, I would much rather see how it plays out. Honestly. I would want to see how it plays out. Like I said, I wasn't a person like, if you're not kneeling, then you're not with them. And I didn't protest the NFL. Um, I'm not a – I watched some games. I was never a – every week I got to watch the games. I was – nev- I've never been that person. I'm a football fan, but it's like a – I'm a casual football fan. If I, if I get a chance to watch some games, I watch it. I watch a lot of Patriots games, but I don't, I'm not a sit down and watch – like just a lot of random things, or if it's a player that I might like, I mean, it might be a running back or a cornerback that I may like, um, and I might watch them play. But it, it's just it's, you know, it, it's not that big for me. So um, I didn't have a problem with him partnering with the NFL, and people came out and called him everything from uh, from a coon to uh, Uncle Tom to just everything. And like I said, you don't know no details behind it, behind the scenes or what they're trying to do or how they're going to go about doing it. I would just rather see it play out and see how it plays out. Now, if he did this for other reasons that I may not agree with, then I would say that. So, Because one of the things that I didn't like, like I said, I didn't like him getting a lot of the criticism uh, because people don't know the details behind it. But I also listen to people. Like, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Give me one second. Excuse me, I got a sneeze. Ooh, it won't come out. I don't know. Whew, whatever. If it come out, it come out. But... Um, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast, and, you know, they love Jay-Z. All of them on their podcast, Joe Budden, Maul, uh, Rory, Parts, they love Jay-Z, just like I love Jay-Z. And when the news first dropped, I, 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 I can remember listening to the podcast, and I've heard Maul for the last, what, two years on their podcast, just pretty much every time an NFL conversation come up, fuck the NFL. Fuck them, I don't watch them, blah, blah, blah. But then when Jay-Z gets in partnership with them, it's like a – it, it, it's like he switched. Now, he did say he's still not going to support the NFL. He said that was my way of uh, of, of doing my part of that. I just boycotted the NFL like by not watching. And it was so funny to hear hear them on that podcast that first week dance around the subject of the NFL and Jay-Z partnership. It was hilarious because it's like y'all entire energy changed because I'm able to believe that even though there's family, even though there's uh, people close to me, I can still tell you if you're wrong or if I feel like you're wrong. I can't even say that you're wrong. I may just feel like you're wrong, and I may not agree with something that you do. And uh, and I feel like that's okay if you do that. I don't feel like – I hope. I think Jay-Z is, is 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 a businessman to the sense I don't think he – because, like, if somebody said that, man, I don't agree with what you did, then it's, like, they're going against him or, or they ain't shit or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But the way they covered it was crazy. And, like, and then the stories go on, and it's just constantly, like, different snippets coming out and things like that. Like I said, I don't like listening to snippets. If I could get that entire press conference that Jay-Z had with the NFL executives um, when this deal was first announced I would like to listen to the entire thing, not just a three-minute clip or a... 30 second clip or a minute clip. I don't want to listen to that because a lot of those things can be taken out of context from both sides of the spectrum. So, uh, I, I hate, and I, it's not even with the Jay-Z. Th- I just hate listening to small clippers, uh, snippets about anything. It could be an interview. If I can't listen to the entire interview, if somebody, if something comes out that somebody says something controversial, if I can't get a chance to listen to the entire interview, I won't listen to that snippet because I'm going to take it. I may take it out of context. I might take it the complete different way of what that person was trying to say. So I, I don't like that they just constantly throwing out different snippets. Release the entire, um, and I hadn't found it. Release the entire press conference, or don't release nothing at all. That way, that way people can have some context of what was said. Or even the plan of what they're going to do, because nobody really knows the plan. That's why I don't think people should be, um, I don't think people should be tearing him down, or I don't think people should be bigging him up, because you don't know the details of this partnership. You don't know what they're going to do. I just think in this in this stage, you just have to wait and see. Just be even kill about it, and just wait and see what happens, because. Um, because Jay Z said, like, Jay-Z, one of Jay Z quotes that he said, like, man, this partnership is an opportunity to strengthen the fabric of communities um, across America. And that's, like I said, from Jay Z's track record, I think he's earned the right. Um, he's done more than enough over the years, not even the months, over the years, he's done more than enough to earn a sense of leniency to see what he has, um, has planned. So that's why I didn't jump out the window like, oh fuck Jay Z, he ain't this, he ain't that. I didn't jump out the window. But I also didn't go to the links of um, oh my god, he's gonna change the world. It was just like, Let's see what happened. Simple as that. Uh uh, now and you know they recently they're gonna sell shirts and they're gonna sell merchandise and things like that. Like I don't know where all this money is going. Um like it, it seems like they they're going for the money side of it, and it may seem that way, but it may not be the same because they may sell these T-shirts and then put their money right back into the communities. So you never know. So I don't want to just jump out the window and uh, like I said, crucify people for something that that we don't that we don't know all the details to, because um, it just like I said, it just came out. What what does it say? Uh, it says that the NFL and Rock Nation announced the launch of uh, Inspired Change Apparel and Songs of the Season as part of their new partnership. Inspired Change Apparel is a new social enterprise model with we'll, uh will fund and support inspired change program across the country. So like I said, they they're gonna sell some things, they're gonna put out songs and concerts and and, um, and, and apparel and um and it's the fabric of it it says that it's gonna support um, different different organizations um, committed to key priorities and change across America. So I just want to see that. um, Like I said, we, we don't know everything, so we just have to wait and see. But don't crucify the man or don't build him up to be God's savior. Just wait and see the process out. See how these things plays out, see what happens see see if they can see if they actually can affect change and if they can't affect change, I don't care who does it. if you can affect change in a positive uh in a positive light, then I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent um it doesn't matter who it may be i but if you can affect the change, then I want to see it happen so that's that for me. Um and other news around the NFL, the NFL season kicks off tonight. Tonight is Thursday night. Um it's the first weekend, it's the first week of 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 the NFL season. And um, you know, people are excited. Um uh, a, a lot of teams that, <laughs> that that they say have a chance to win. Like I said, I'm not the biggest football fan, so I'm not gonna sit here and act like I am. But um y'all know I'm a Patriots fan, I love my Patriots, I hate the Steelers, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. The Steelers are cool, b man. I ain't got no problem with the Steelers, but I am a Patriots fan. Um, Cowboys, they finally got a chance to sit down and sign uh, Zeke, and I know they are ecstatic about it. But we cannot start football conversation this week. And like I said, I know it's the first week um, of the NFL season, and I think tonight is, like I said, it's Thursday night. And um, who plays tonight? I know who plays tonight. Green Bay plays tonight uh Green Bay plays Chicago tonight. I know that's the first i think that was the first game uh I think Green Bay plays Chicago bears and you no know, rest of the weekend or whatever happens it happens but um but we can't but we can't start um this this football talk man without starting with the with the uh with the clown himself and the clown himself man Antonio Brown Antonio Brown has literally been in the news almost daily or let's not say daily let's say weekly since um since last season since week 17 of last season he's been in the news pretty much every week and um it hasn't been for too much good (laughs) it just hasn't been too much good that has happened um over these over these last few months for Antonio Brown, it's been one one crazy story after another. It went from he pretty much didn't practice or didn't do anything the week seventeen. Of the Steelers season last year, when they were literally fighting for a playoff spot, like they had to win their game to give themselves a shot to make it to the playoffs, and he didn't show up, didn't practice, didn't do anything, and end up not playing in week seventeen, and they ended up winning the game, but they still didn't make it to the playoffs because the Ravens won. I think they they had somebody whatever happened, they didn't make the playoffs. Plain and simple. So he goes into the off season pissed off and mad about whatever he's mad about, and I'm um, saying Big Ben don't talk to him the right way and. Um, the the organization lets Big Ben get away with murder, and he don't he don't feel like he should have to deal with these type of things because he is who he is, so he gets traded. Um, he forces his way out of, out of, uh, out of Pittsburgh, and he's with this with got traded to the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders signed him and gave him a new contract, and man gave him all the money that he wanted. I think he got like thirty million dollars guaranteed, and. He seemed happy, but then a piece of me I was just like, man, this dude, something wrong with this dude. He's a he's a nutcase, to say the least. That's all I kept saying to myself. I said, dude is a nutcase. Now I don't know because like I said, I don't keep up with the with the ins and outs of everything. I just kinda I'm, like I said I'm a casual fan, but I'm like, dude is a nut. Like and then he gets over here to to Oakland and it's nothing is enough for him. Nothing is enough. Like literally nothing pleases him. And the first incident that he had is that he did chirotherapy and burnt his feet out. Of, to this day, I don't know how that happens. Like, literally have no idea how that happens. Um, and I've been, I've been, <laughs> since, since that came out, I've been scratching my brain about, what, what the fuck? Like, what? So, that happens, and uh, he has to miss a lot of training camp. And let's be clear, AB is a hard worker. But he wants to work on his terms. He wants to work the way that he wants to work. He don't want to have to practice or go to training camp. He just wants to work on his time. Um, And I don't know how you do that if you're a part of a team. I I truly I have no idea how he thinks that I don't have to practice with my team. I can just go work out by myself. I don't think people question. I hadn't heard one person question, question his work ethic. It's just... They question other things and they have a right to because like I said, he he wants to work, like he'll work out, he'll work out junkie. Work out all day long, however long he needs to, he's gonna be in the best shape, gonna be fast, whatever the case may be. But he don't wanna do it with the team. He'd rather go to a go off by himself um, and just work out by himself. But it's like like I said, when you're a part of a team, you you can't really operate like that. Especially especially with those bigger numbers like football teams are huge like so you can't you can't really work like this so he misses most of the training camp with his feet and then once he finally started to get back healthy with his feet started, started clearing up and getting himself back get back right, he has a problem with the helmet. And the issue that I had with him, I had an issue with, like, the foot thing. Okay, cool. Even though I don't understand it, whatever. You get hurt or something like that happens. You can't really – ain't nothing I can do about it. But then this helmet thing came up. And although I understand when I talk to other football players, I understand them saying, like, man, like, when you have to change helmets, it's, it's a big thing. I understand what they're saying. But my thing with the whole situation was that, A.B., you it's not like the NFL came to AB and was like, AB, you have to change your helmet. They changed the helmet for everybody across the league. Everybody, every player across the league had to change helmets because they deemed some of those helmets just not suitable uh, or not safe. So they made people change it. And I don't, I didn't see nothing wrong if 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 they're going to uh, prioritize. prioritize uh, player safety in the NFL. Then they deemed and they deem that some of these helmets are unsafe, or or uh, some of the newer helmets are safer. Then I don't. I agree with them. And like I said, it was Tom Brady didn't like to change. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't like to change. Notable people didn't like to change. But at the end of the day, it ain't about an individual. It's about a collection of people. So in the collection of people, those quarterbacks that didn't like the helmet switch, they had to change helmets. Plain and simple. I don't care about what you like. It's what you're going to do. And he filed a grievance with the league. And I, th- he, I think he ended up filing two with the league and uh, wouldn't practice because of it. So it's, and, and that's, like I said, that's what bothered me because it's like, okay, you'll help me. But then you're just not going to come to practice. And, you know, it was a, it's just a shit show, like, all the way around. So I'm like, what, what, the, what is he doing? Okay, then he finally found a helmet and he comes back to practice and then they, they, they find him and he posted the, the find online talking about they hating. It's like, wait a minute, wait one, wait a minute, bro. You don't come to practice. You skip meetings and you get mad at them for finding you? Like, you didn't do nothing wrong here. Like, you didn't do, you didn't, you, you came to the meeting and they just find you because you came to the meet. No, you did not come. You were wrong. How can you sit up here and try to say somebody is trying to hate on you when you're wrong? You did wrong. And they find you accordingly. I don't have a problem with the finding. Now, I had a problem with him posting it up on Instagram. I'm a big believer, man. Me and my best friend talk about this all the time. I always tell him this. And this is across all sports, basketball, football, whatever sport it is. When things get out about about team, things that may have conversations or things that may have happened in the locker room, I'm pissed every time. I'm literally pissed because it's like we all grown men here. Nothing should be getting out. If something happens, like if me and my teammate fights in the locker room, nobody should know about it. Nobody should know about it. This should stay in my locker room. If me and the coach get into an argument, this should stay in my locker room. So when things get out, I always have a problem with it. So the fact that he went on social media, And posted this fine and then try to say that they're hating on him because he did something wrong was absolutely fucking bananas to me. Absolutely bananas. I do not, he is the most ass backward person. I feel like he's trying to um, he's trying to appease to his social media audience. And it's funny because, hey brother, they they ain't your friends, my guy. They, They ain't your friends. Like these your fans, cool. They're not your friends, and they don't pay none of your bills. They don't. So the fact that you're trying to appease them is crazy to me. And you think that they, you you people like a lot of athletes nowadays like to say, man, we like to start our own platforms and our platforms to let people, so we can control the narrative, but it's like, AB, your narrative is shit at this point from your side. Forget what, what the Raiders say about you, forget what Wish they hadn't said anything bad about him. Forget what 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 the Steelers may say about you, what former players may say about you. Forget what they say. From your side, it's a piece of shit. Because the fact that you posted that posted that that fine that letter that fine that you got posted it up on your on your social media, like you didn't do anything wrong. Show should show people exactly who you are as a person, exactly who you are as a player it's mind-boggling to me that you don't get that. And he's just constantly doing things like that to try to make himself look good. But in reality, to me, you make yourself look crazy. Absolutely bananas. And it's just constant things that he's going to continue to do because he doesn't, truth be told, I don't think he cares about football. I don't think he cares nothing about football. I think AB only cares about AB. Truth be told, nothing matters to AB except a B, and I don't know. I don't think he's gonna finish the year with the uh, with the Raiders. I truly don't. Um, I think he's going to end up released. And to be told, I think if. If the Raiders release him, if they do, I don't, I, I don't. I'm not saying that I hope they do, but if they decide to release him, I don't think he's going to play another game in the NFL because I don't think another team would will be willing to take to take that chance as talented as he is. I think every team could use him. Every team could use him in the NFL because he's top. What let's say top three, maybe top five wide receiver in the game. But but if you take him on, you bring that energy into your locker room. And are you willing to do that? That's not about his talent. His talent speaks for itself. It's his talent is his, – we're not worried about his talent. We're worried about what he's going to do in my locker room, what he's going to bring to my franchise, what he's going to do. And I don't think I don't think nobody if, – if, like I said, if the Raiders find a way to release him, I don't think he'll play another game in the NFL because I don't think people will be willing to take that chance. Even bad teams, I don't think – because if you go to a bad team, if he goes down there and lose, he really going to be causing a fifth in. So there's no win-win. Like, you don't want to put him on a good team because if he he can disrupt – like, you put him on a on a good team, he can disrupt your locker room. He can try to split your locker room in half. But if you put him on a bad team and they go going lose, he's just going to be acting a fool the whole year, and you don't want that. So you don't want it from either side. So um, – Say that it ain't about his talent. I think he's one of the most talented players in the NFL, period. No matter the position. I just think he's really, really talented. Um, but his mentality, his his everything, I don't know if you can put that in your locker room and and uh and succeed with him in your locker room. I just don't see I don't see nobody succeeding with him in, in that locker room. So um I hope they can figure it out right now. I think he is uh right now he's suspended. He's suspended from the – he's going to be suspended. He's not suspended yet, but he's going to be suspended because he got into a shouting match with uh, with the Raiders GM and told him – it's reported that he said he's going to punch him in the face, whatever the case may be. I don't know. But whatever it is, I just don't think he's going to play. Uh, I know he's going to be – like I said, they said he's going to be suspended, so we're going to see what happens and how that plays out. But as of right now – um he's still on the team uh he got his new helmet um uh, but they just gotta see what happens with this situation so um yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a mess over there man it's a mess uh going on from a b uh, and he still talks about not going on not just He still talks about the Steelers every chance he gets. I I truly told, I don't think he ever wanted to leave the Steelers. I don't think he really wants to be in Oakland. I think he's gonna to try to force his way out of Oakland at some point. And uh, I just think I think it was I think he wanted to be in Pittsburgh and I think he's hurt that they chose Big Ben over him. And I think that's why he's acting out the way he died. I honestly think he's truly hurt that the organization chose Big Ben over him. So but that's like I said, they'll figure it out when they figured it out, man. I don't I don't know. I just think he's a fucking lunatic, plain and simple. Um in other football news, man, Dallas Cowboys all summer long have been um they've been going back and forth about um who they're gonna sign, how they're gonna get people signed. They need to Dak got a contract, um, extension coming up. This is he's in the last year of his contract, so he's he wants a new contract. Um Zeke set out. He he uh held out for all the training camp and and uh, he said he wanted to be the highest paid running back in the NFL and uh because he thinks he's the best. So they kind of it's it's been people are getting worried, let's say the least, and at the last minute, uh Tuesday they finally Tuesday night they finally, finally, finally get um they get Zeke signed, he made him the highest paid running back in the league, uh, ninety million dollar contract. Uh, the total contract is like a hundred and three million. He gets about fifteen a year, six-year deal. Six year deal for ninety million. So it made, it's like, I think it's what, fifty guaranteed, fifty million dollars guaranteed. So um he got some security, but it's a long contract. When I first saw it, I was like, man, six years, that's a long time. Um so I don't know how that's gonna play and I know when you read it. Um, really on the first three years are guaranteed and everything after that is like team option and whatever the case may be, NFL contracts or crazy like that. But um I'm happy that they got them signed. Uh, got him signed because like I was telling my friends, I was like, man, y'all can talk about this this running back from Universal Mills all you want to. That running back can't run you into the to the uh to the Super Bowl. Ze- Ezekiel Elliott can run you to a Super Bowl. <laughs> that guy's dead good. He can run you to a Super Bowl. So y'all can play if you want to. Talking about y'all don't need him. And uh, Jerry Jones was uh, was making comments. And I think, I don't think it was ever like a anything serious. Like he said Zeke who I don't think it was nothing serious. But I just think it was a joke. Um, but he made different comments that 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 might have made people look look at uh, could have been taken the wrong way. But I don't think it was. I just think it was jokes and. You know, they finally got him signed, so now they got other players. They got a defensive player signed. Um, you know, they got Amari coming up, and I think next year, I think he'll make like $14 million this year. But then I think before the season starts, they're going to try to go ahead and get Dak uh, signed as well. And like I said, we'll see how they how that works out because he wants to be paid as a top-five quarterback. So the thing with Ezekiel Elliott, I didn't mind him holding out because I do think he um is a top-five running back in the league. I don't think Dak – is a top five quarterback in the league, um, uh, but he's gonna get paid like one. And they said he reportedly turned down a thirty million dollar contract, so I'm thinking he probably wants around thirty-three, maybe thirty-four. Um, he probably get like a hundred and twelve million dollars guaranteed, which is a ton of money because the Jerry Goff just got like a hundred and eight million dollars guaranteed or a hundred and ten, ten million dollars guaranteed or something crazy like that. So he's probably going to want more than that. So it's an insane amount of money. But uh, he's your franchise quarterback, and uh, whether you think he's that good or not, that's the going rate for quarterbacks. And the faster you get him signed, the better off because the price is going to continue to go up because if you don't get him signed this year and you wait until next summer. If you let him play this season and then he has a decent season. Um, he's won two uh, division championships, won a playoff game. If you let them play it out, and then next summer, um, the guy, the 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 running back, Mahomes from Kansas City, probably will be getting an extension, and that number is going to be crazy because he's an MVP uh, for Kansas City. So that number is going to be crazy. So if you let him get to his contract, and then you try to follow that up with that, Dak is going to probably want more than him. So you might as well go ahead and get it signed and get it done. And I think they will before uh, before this week uh, before they play Sunday. So. Um, Contrasts are crazy, man. It's a it's a couple other holdouts around the league. I think, I think the running back for the Rams is holding out. No, not for the Rams. For the Chargers are holding out, and I don't think he's gonna get paid. I think he got a lot of bad advice. I don't think he's gonna get paid playing this. Team. <laughs> I think they gave him some bad advice. Uh, his his management team, but um, what can you do? You can't go back now. At this point, I don't think you can go back and try to uh. Try to correct it. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's all I got on football, man. Uh, I don't think I told, I don't think I talked about Dwight Howard going to the Lakers. We we'll go to basketball for a minute. I don't think I talked about him going to the Lakers. Um, Dwight Howard is now with the Lakers since DeMarcus Cousins uh, suffered an ACL injury um, early this summer, so they had to uh, get a reinforcement. So they went and signed uh, Dwight Howard to a. Non-guaranteed contract. Uh, And the way it sounds that Dwight Howard is very humbled and wants to get back to him old self. I think he's – this would be year 15 or something like that. Um, Didn't play – I think he played nine games last year, so he didn't play much. He hadn't played much in the last few years. Um, But – We'll we'll see how that works out. I I just wanna see. I think if if the White Howard comes in with the right with the right mindset he can give you about thirteen points and twelve rebounds a night in about two blocks beside the White Howard, uh, you ain't gotta focus on scoring but you would get ten points just by being on the floor with with LeBron and um with LeBron and uh A D. So you would get ten points off that alone. So we are looking forward to seeing how that works out. Um couple hurricanes, though. So go from there, man. It's been a couple hurricanes. Uh, Mother Nature has really been kicking people behind the last few weeks, man. The hurricanes, Hurricane Dorian, uh, through Miami, through Bahamas, and things like this. So I want to send a prayer um, out to the Bahamas, to, um, to any, any place that was affected by Hurricane um, Dorian over this past week. I, you know, I, I know it's tough. I know people have probably lost plenty. Plenty, plenty, plenty have lost more homes, uh, uh, probably family. Um, there's no telling what people have lost. So, um, prayers to, to anybody that's been affected by, by the hurricane. Um, I think this is it, man. This week, man, it's going to be, um, uh, not going to be a lot of sports. It's going to be more of a, uh, in-depth conversation. I didn't want to talk about it this week because I want to think about it a little bit more, um, to get more, um, I think I, I think I just wanted to get more detailed in my analysis of the question that was asked to me. So I wanted to think about it and pray about it a little bit more before I come on here and uh, talk about it. But it'll be more of a of a conversation and not much about, I might talk about football a little bit, but it's going to be more of a conversation about uh, something that was brought to my attention recently. So um, y'all know where to find me at though, man. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here this week. Y'all know where to find me at. Y'all can find me on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram at Prisoner of War Ten. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Prisoner of War Ten. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Desmond Boogie Yates. Um, hit me up, man. Let me know what y'all think. Give me some comments. Give me some likes. Go subscribe to my to my podcast on all platforms: uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. Wherever you find your podcast at, man, go on there, subscribe to it, rate it, comment, leave, a, leave, leave. Whatever you want to leave about me, I'll appreciate it. Um, and like I say every week, oh, the movie of the week, man, I, I watched an old movie um, on, on Starz last week, man. I watched it, no, I watched it maybe two or three nights ago. It was one of my favorite movies. And um, it's called New Jersey Drive. I'm pretty sure y'all have, I'm pretty sure most of y'all have seen that movie. But if you hadn't, man, you got to go check out New Jersey Drive. It's about a group of young kids, man, that just go around stealing cars and just living living life. And how they get into trouble, how they try to stay out of trouble. It's a lot going on in that movie, man, but it's a really dope movie. Uh, It's a lot of life lessons that can be taken away from it if you pay attention to what they're, what the uh what they're saying and doing in the movie? So uh check the movie out. Like I said, I found it on Stars the other day when I was flipping through uh, different movies on Stars, and I found uh, New Jersey Drive. So check the movie out. And like I say, every time I get on this on this platform, man, you can fit in. It'll just be unusual when you do it. I'm out. Some people say I'm crazy. I ain't crazy. I'm just ichting. I ain't crazy. I'm just ignorant. I ain't crazy.
0: I'm just ichting.